Do you know, this is my 28th Mother's Day. 28th. So some of you have been mothers way longer than me. Some not so much, but I'm probably quite in the middle there. But 28th Mother's Day, and of the 28 Mother's Days that I have had, I have spoken on 26 of them. There you go. Chris did one Mother's Day. We never did that again. And... Um, and I didn't speak on my first Mother's Day, but I spoke on my second Mother's Day, and I vividly remember the message even now, because I was desperately trying to work out what would one would say, having been a mother for the shortest time that I had been. And I went to Scripture, and I spoke out of Luke chapter 2, where Mary lost Jesus. You know, and she was in the temple, and they traveled for like a day before she noticed he was missing, and it gave me great hope that... If Mary could lose Jesus, then I was probably going to be okay. And she didn't seem to panic. They just went back and found him. So I was like, that set me up for my mother's days since then. But it gave me hope, you know, and I feel like Mother's Day is here to encourage us as mums and to encourage us in life, to give us hope and encouragement because sometimes in life that can be a little bit hard to find, when you're immersed in, I was shopping yesterday with my youngest, Reuben, who is 21, and I passed Izzy with her two little boys, who are, I think, three and just over one, and I think I was having a much more relaxed day than she was. So, you know, she had them both in the pram. She looked beautiful. I don't know how mums these, day these days do it. She looked very put together. I can't ever remember feeling put together when I had our kids. And I, just as a disclaimer, I love my children. They are by far my best achievement in life. So any story that I tell about them this morning, I tell from a heart of love. Okay? <laughs> But I, remember, I saw Izzy and she was so put together and the, the boys looked beautiful and she was pushing the trolley. And I had this flashback to when um, my, we would go out, I would go out with um, my three children. And I can remember we used to have this conversation, they will all remember it. And it went something like this. Okay, the Mulhair Family Circus is not rolling into town today. And so if we could just please, for the next however long, hour, 30 minutes, if we could just all pretend that I am actually coping and being a good mum, that would be awesome. So if we could just behave and you will be very rewarded when you get back to the car, but no Mulhair Family Circus today. Okay. So that kind of defined my motherhood style. It was like, okay, if we're in public, can we just make it look at least like I'm decent at this? I don't know about you, but I had um, an idea of motherhood before I was a mother. I was actually a way better parent um, before I had children than after I had them. Before I had children, I had the gift of knowing exactly what that parent should do with that child to make life better. It seemed to leave me when I had my own children. So if you're here today and you're a way better parent than me and you don't have children, good for you. Good for you. But I had, um, I had this idea of what motherhood would look like. The, the, the first newborn baby I ever held was my own. So I didn't have a lot of experience with children. I was an only child. And I had the idea of motherhood that, um, you know, like the fabric softener ads, you know, where it's all beautiful and it's like it's sparkly and the children are clean and happy and, and cute and yeah. 
that's how I thought it would be. And yeah, it was just like that for me. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, the smiling mum, you know, in the ads with casually laughing and sharing precious moments with the beautiful little child. And my children were beautiful. And we did have some precious moments. Um, but we also had some challenging moments. And I feel like life is a little bit like that, regardless of whether you're a mum or not or where you are in life, life is a little bit like that. It's these beautiful moments and then there are these more challenging moments that we have to work through. But in this journey, I've found that there have been very precious moments, but there have also been moments that required effort, self-sacrifice, perseverance, and endurance. And as I was preparing the message this morning, I was thinking, not this morning, this week, I was thinking, I just want something beautiful and encouraging and hope-inspiring for the mums, you know, and everyone. And and this is the verse that I got. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? This is Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, and then 12 to 13. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance. The race marked out before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured so such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees, Make level your paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Perseverance. I think that has been a word that has been a hallmark of my journey of motherhood and actually in life. Perseverance. You know, in that scene in um, Finding Nemo where I think it's Dory is just, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. I feel like that's life sometimes. You just need to keep going. You just need to persevere because you always come out the other side if you're just willing to put one foot in front of the other. Perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. That sounds like life to me. It sounds like motherhood to me. It's just persistence in doing something. And I think living a purposeful life requires persistence. It does. Because life can be great and then all of a sudden you can get a curveball and it doesn't look so good anymore. So you have to persevere through. Be patient, keep going, keep hope-filled and keep visionary and keep going through it because you will come out the other side. Actually, succeeding at anything requires persistence and perseverance. In some translations, that scripture, instead of perseverance, instead of run with perseverance, it says run with endurance. Just keep going. It sounds like hard work, doesn't it? Endurance. I don't really like that word. Endurance. And it's not quite the encouraging message maybe you would have expected today. But for me, I think it's important that we don't give up. We don't give up. Too often we write ourselves off in a particular era because we don't succeed the first time. If that was me, 
I remember saying to a very experienced mum who was very gracious to me when I first came home from hospital um, with Levi after giving birth to Levi. I can remember vividly because back then we didn't have things like um, paternity leave. So Chris left work, came, picked me up at the hospital, dropped me off and with Levi in the little um, capsule thing. And I can remember thinking, they have got to be kidding. <laughs> I have no, do they not know? I have no idea what I'm doing. No idea. I rang the hospital that day because he had hiccups. I was like, is this normal? They're like, he's got the hiccups. And I'm like, will they stop? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, oh, good. Okay, then. Should make you feel better. Um, I could have given up because I actually said to this mum, okay, so I'm just really worried, please don't judge me, about being bored. Because what am I going to (laughs) do, Laura? (laughs) What am I going to do? Like... I've had this life that's been amazing and, and fast-paced, and now I have this baby who's just going to sleep all the time. What well, can I just tell you? God has, God has a sense of humour, because I think for the first two years of Levi's life, three hours was about the longest stint that he ever slept in a row. So I didn't have to worry about being bored. Exhausted, yes. Bored, no. But I could have written myself off then and said, I can't do this. I did think about it a few times. I can't do this. But unfortunately, you just can't give them back. It's not like I go, excuse me, can I, can I exchange this child? He doesn't sleep. Um, and yes, before you all come to me afterwards and say there's great things like sleep clinics, it's way too late now. But um, we did try all of that. We tried everything. Um, he just, look at him. He just wanted to be with everyone all the time. So I could have given up at that point. Even when things get hard and challenging and not what we're expecting, it's not what I was expecting, motherhood. It was actually way more than I was expecting. I just had to persevere through the times where I felt like I didn't know what to do or how to do it. And I think life is like that. Sometimes we we start something new, we've got great vision for something and we step into it and realistically we like to look like we know what we're doing, but we don't. And we just have to persevere until we work it out. And perseverance pushes us to keep trying. And it's a really valuable trait to cultivate. And motherhood for me has been an excellent place to cultivate it. I also, heads up for people who have small children, I had this idea, I don't know where I got it from, that um, once my kids turned like 18, then they would be off my hands. I'm sorry if you have small children, that doesn't happen. And, um, or I don't know, somehow something would shift in my brain and they would just be like their own people. Well, they're their own people, but they're still in my brain. So it's been an excellent place to cultivate it. And I want to look at three things this morning that perseverance will do for you in your life. Perseverance carries you through failure. It carries you through failure. When you feel like this is not working, I can't do it, I feel like this has failed. If you are able to grasp perseverance, it will carry you past it. There are many times in my life where I felt like I did not do that well. That did not work. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like a bit of a failure. You know, you look at, thankfully, Instagram wasn't around when I was a young mum. I don't th- I think I would have given up. But if you are a young mum and Instagram is around and you see these beautiful photos of mums doing amazing things, like, you know, I look at Maddie Thornley. Where is she? Maddie Thornley is like Mother Earth. She does craft with her children. I'm like, 
I tried that, but I'm pretty sure I ended up with paint in my eye and rice everywhere in the house for the rest of my life. <laughs> when I tried it, I felt like a bit of a failure because we should be able to do these things, right? I had a child, Levi, who his... Um, I thought I might as well name and shame, um, who his idea of fun at two years of age was to, we had a very steep driveway, was to get at the top of the driveway on his bike and just ride until he hit the back fence. So, you know, I had to just go, okay, so this is not failure. This is just me adapting and getting through and working out how I can work through this and get to the other side. Perseverance pushes you through failure. So if you're here this morning and you're feeling like you might be a mum, it might be just, maybe not, maybe it's just your place in life right now, you feel like, I feel like I've failed at something. The answer is perseverance. The answer is to just, no matter how slow your progress, no matter how hard it feels, is to put one foot in front of the other foot, in front of the other foot, in front of the other foot, because you know that scripture we read before? We've got Jesus, who is our hope that we look for, look Two, and if we keep just moving ahead, one foot in front of the other, you will actually pass through what you perceived was failure. And most of the time, when I've looked back, it actually hasn't been failure. It's just been something that has been key to me growing through an insecurity or an area or a fear that I may have had. And if I'm persistent, I will succeed. So perseverance carries you through failure. Number two, perseverance encourages adaptability. Praise the Lord for adaptability. You know, mums, you're all got the kids ready. It's beautiful. You're going to go and do something beautiful. And then they either vomit all over themselves or fill their nappies to the extreme up over the top of their head. And you've got to be a bit adaptable, right? I remember one day, I hope you don't mind me sharing my parenting stories with you. One day we had, we had gone to Byron Bay for holidays and we'd, we had two children at that stage, so Levi and Beth, and we decided that we would go to the markets because, of course, we could go to the markets. Well, we drove around literally for about seven hours trying to find a park. Uh, it wasn't seven, felt like seven, uh, with screaming children in the car. And then we finally found a park and we jumped out of the car and the smallest of the children, who shall remain nameless, had, had an explosive nappy that was irrecoverable. <laughs> was in the capsule, it was just beautiful. And so we decided to be adaptable. We just cleaned her up put a new nappy on it, took the liner out of the capsule and went home. We just, let's try again another day. Let's be adaptable. Let's go out later and do something different. I think perseverance encourages adaptability. Yeah, there's a, a saying, if at first you don't succeed, what is it? Try, try again. And sometimes we keep trying the same thing and finding the same result. And my encouragement would be, if you've been trying something the same way for a very long time and you don't feel like you're getting through, maybe it's a little bit of a prompting to try something a little bit different. Adaptability. And I found that as a mum. You know, like, I have this theory that, and if you only have one child in this room, please, this is just my theory, but sometimes parenting books are written by people who have one child who is perfect. 
who does all the things that the parenting book says they should do. They feed when they should, they sleep when they should, they do everything, they hit all the milestones when they should. I just found parenting books made me feel guilty. And so I have this theory that they're written by people who just have one perfect child. I found that once I had worked out Levi, we had Beth. Now, Levi, honestly, if we had had a sling back then, I think he would have been the happiest child, probably slept for hours, just didn't think of it, to be honest. And so I thought, I will learn from my mistakes. And we had Beth, and I thought, right, so what I need is like a sling so that I can keep her close to me so that she can sleep. Well, she hated being in the sling. She would much rather be just put in the cot and left by herself so that she could go to sleep on her own. I had to adapt. I had to adapt. Because I tried. And I was like, in frustration one day, I was just like, I do not know how to put this child to sleep. I'm just going to put her in a cot. I've had enough. And she was as happy as. I was like, okay, adapt. We're just going to adapt. And then Reuben came along, and I'm sure he was totally, he was actually probably the easiest, or I was the most experienced by the time we had him. I'm not sure what. But perseverance encourages adaptability. The other great thing about perseverance is it's a learnable skill. Sometimes you're not born with perseverance. You have to learn it. And it's a learnable skill, perseverance. You can learn perseverance. The problem with perseverance being a learnable skill is you have to actually be in a situation where you need to learn it to learn it. It's a bit like faith, you know. Oftentimes people will come and say, would you just pray for me that I would have more faith or that I would have more patience? And I'm like, no, because you don't know what you're asking me. What you're asking me is that God would provide a set of circumstances by which you will need faith or patience. Is that what you want? And they're generally like, no, that's not what I want. And I think perseverance is a little bit like that. We can go, God, help me to be able to persevere. It's a great, noble prayer. But what you're actually saying to God is, God, walk me into some circumstances where I'll be able to grow my perseverance by travail and by hard work. And I think life has enough of that already. So perseverance is a learnable skill. The thing that you can't do when you're persevering is give up. And even when you feel like it, and even when you feel like you can't do another day, you can. You can. You just keep swimming. And what I loved about this verse in Hebrews that we read, it was Hebrews, wasn't it, people? Yes, in Hebrews that we read, is that we don't do it alone. Perseverance is a, a wonderful and essential thing for life, but we don't do it alone. When you look at that verse, it talks about us being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Now, sometimes we can just think, oh, that's the heavenly host. I don't think so. For me in my life, that great cloud of witnesses has been my friends and my family, my church, people who've come alongside me, people who've held screaming babies, people who've come over at night and been determined to help me in some way. In, in things when you're facing challenge, you know, People come alongside. That's the great cloud of witnesses. And they don't just cheer. They actually help. And that's what is so beautiful, I think, about um, our walk with Jesus and the church as a whole is this great cloud of witnesses. You know, we often say around baby dedications, it takes a village to raise a child. 
And so even though we're persevering, we have people on the journey with us. We have people who have gone before us and who have wisdom. We have people who are coming behind us who have energy, endless energy, who are willing to just come alongside and encourage the great cloud of witnesses. And beyond that, there's Jesus. You know, Scripture, it talks about fixing our eyes on Jesus, knowing that beyond what we're experiencing right now, beyond the hardship, beyond the challenge, beyond the curveballs that life can so often throw us, we have this hope. We have this Saviour who is, if we fix our eyes on Him, and it's like Sarah's song, if we fix our eyes on Him, He's always there to bring peace. He's always there to bring encouragement. He's always there to bring refreshment. He's always there to bring life. He always brings that hope of a better outcome so that we don't grow weary, so that we don't lose heart. We fix our eyes on Him and we run with perseverance, with the great cloud of witnesses that are alongside us on this journey. And because of this perseverance and this hope, we can strengthen, the Bible says, our feeble arms, our feeble arms and our weak knees. And I love this last part because it says, make level paths for your feet. If you persevere, the mountain that was in front of you becomes a level path for your feet. And the last bit says this, so that... The lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Do you know what your perseverance does? It makes a way for others. And I love this about, I love this about my walk with Jesus. I love this about scripture, that no matter what I'm going through in my life, in some way, I'm always making a way for others. What I overcome, I can help people. I can be part of their great cloud of witnesses. You know, I've had many opportunities over the years to sit with people whose kids weren't sleeping or they've had various different um, challenges with their children and been able to say, look, you will persevere and you will make it. Look at me, I'm okay. I have a slight few ticks, but I'm pretty much okay. You know, and you can encourage people. You can make a way for others. I just want to finish with a few questions for us to ponder this morning. What is an area where I have given up because I feel failed and I can't persevere? Is there an area in your life that you've given up on? Where you're just like, I feel like I failed there and I'd just rather just put it behind me and not think about it anymore. Can I encourage you this morning? I believe God wants you to persevere. I believe God wants to lift you up today, raise you up and give you a little bit of a push that you might walk through that area. Is there an area where I need to adapt or change my approach to help me persevere? Sometimes we can get so locked onto the way this should work. This is the way this should work. This is the way we should do this. This is the way I've seen other people do it. And we just need to be able to take a step back, get a bit of perspective and adapt to something that is going to work for us. So is there an area in your life that you're thinking, I just maybe need to adapt that and I think I can get through it. And the last one is this, who can I learn perseverance from in my world? In your great cloud of witnesses. Maybe it's your mum. 
Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's someone that you admire, that you're friends with, who's a little bit further along the journey than you. You know, for me, my inspiration at the moment comes from a lot of the younger mums when I look at them and see how they navigate life the way that they're doing it. You know, working and like Izzy out shopping and looking all together. I'm not sure if she felt all together, but she looked all together. Who is someone that you can learn perseverance from, that you can look at and it can inspire you and it can help you to keep putting one foot in front of the other? Perseverance. Perseverance is, um, is essential to life. Why don't we stand together? I'd love to pray for us today. Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that your word literally tells us that we can run with perseverance. The race, this life that is set before us. If we fix our eyes on you and surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, these people that we're doing life with, that we can run with perseverance, the race set before us. So Lord, I I speak today, I speak encouragement and hope adaptability. I speak perseverance. I speak life into people today as we celebrate Mother's Day. I think particularly today for mums who feel tired, whether their kids are young, old, in between. Lord, I just thank you for giving us the ability to find hope in you and to get up and continue and persevere and run this race And Lord, I thank you that you will strengthen our arms, that you will strengthen our legs. And Lord, that you will make straight the paths before us that we might make a way for those who come behind us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before we finish this morning, I'd just love to give you an opportunity. Maybe you're visiting with us today. Maybe church is not where you would normally find yourself. And for me, I think the the best thing that I've ever done is is begin to follow Jesus. It's such a simple, simple thing to bring that hope and life into my life. 